Here's everything you need to know for this Aloha Tuesday. It's KHON to go. KHON to weather, Kelly Simek. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. We have nice conditions ahead of us for today. We're waking up to definitely a beautiful start to the day. And the good news is it looks like the nice weather pattern sticking around. Our trade winds are finally making their return today. And it looks like they'll be here to stay for quite some time. So for today and through the next few days, we're going to be seeing much more comfortable conditions coming through because when our winds are up, humidity levels are down. And that's what we're expecting. So great news on that front. Along with our trade winds come some trade showers, which is typical. Mainly focused over the windward sides, but we could see a few spill leeward from time to time, partly to mostly sunny skies. Now for today, it's a little bit different than a typical trade wind weather pattern day because of an upper level low that's nearby. Oh, take a look at the beautiful Zephyr Cam though. The sun just rising and it's a gorgeous start to the day, but you can see a bit of extra low level cloud cover out there. Now, thanks to an upper level low that's nearby, Today, our atmosphere is a little bit less stable. And actually, that's going to be the case, it looks like, through at least tomorrow, but potentially into Thursday as well. And with that instability, not our, only are we expecting more frequent low-level clouds and showers pushing through, but we even have a slight chance of thunderstorms for Hawaii Island. Big Island, the only one that's going to be seeing that threat, but the rest of us at least going to see more frequent showers. High clouds coming in from the west, not adding to rainfall totals because there are high clouds and rain associated with those, but they are adding to the sky cover, so it's going to look a little bit gloomier for certain areas. So partly to mostly cloudy conditions for many sections of the state. Trade winds here through the forecast period and a lot of sunshine in the days ahead. Let's look at your weather. Now let's send it on out to Surf News Network's Betty DiPolito, who has all you need to know on your surf today. Hey, good morning, Betty. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Yeah, that low pressure you're talking about is making for a little bit disorganized surf around the islands today. Uh, we've got uh, the North Shore with a northwest swell coming up, a little northerly direction on that one. It should be about three, four feet, maybe even coming up a little bit higher by the afternoon time. Uh, no advisories posted, though. Makaha's checking in right now, three feet. That'll be on the rise also. And Townside, small, Diamond Head, two feet. Waikiki's flat to one and two feet at Sandy Beach and Makapu'u. So trades are light. They're going to increase northeasterlies 15 to 20 today. Pretty breezy. High tide 645, low 130, and sunset 639 today. And here is today's Need to Know. Just about 10 minutes ago, we heard from President Biden live as he announced a ban on Russian oil imports. It's a move on the Russian economy in retaliation for the invasion of Ukraine, but will come at a cost with higher prices at the pump for Americans. Taking a look at the latest COVID numbers, 92 new cases were reported in the state yesterday with no new deaths. Currently, there are 58 people hospitalized with the virus. Heads up for Windward Oahu residents, the Adventist Health Castle COVID vaccination clinic at Windward Mall will close a week from Saturday due to the drop in vaccination rates. And it's International Women's Day, a day all about celebrating women's achievements and raising awareness about women's equality. Safe corridors to allow Ukrainian civilians to escape the Russian onslaught could open up today. Past ceasefires have fallen apart due to Russian attacks. Authorities are looking for a missing Hilo man. Family members say they haven't seen 45-year-old Keith Everett since the last week of February. If you have any information, please contact Hawaii Island Police. Crews will begin repair work today on the Rainbow Bridge in Haleiwa. No road closures are expected, but drivers should watch out for workers in the area. I want to go to Washington, where President Biden is speaking. That means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports, and the American people will 
deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. This is a move that has strong bipartisan support in the Congress and, I believe, in the country. Americans have rallied support, have rallied to support their Ukrainian people and made it clear we will not be part of subsidizing Putin's war. This made, we made this decision in close consultation with our allies and our partners around the world, particularly in Europe, because a united response to Putin's aggression has been my overriding focus to keep all NATO and all of the EU and our allies totally united. We're moving forward with this ban, understanding that many of our European allies and partners may not be in a position to join us. The United States produces far more oil domestically than all of European, all the European countries combined. In fact, we're a net exporter of energy. So we can take this step when others cannot. But we're working closely with Europe and our partners to develop a long-term strategy to reduce their dependence on Russian energy as well. Our teams are actively discussing how to make this happen. And today, we remain united. We remain united in our purpose to keep pressure mounting on Putin and his war machine. This is a step that we're taking to inflict further pain on Putin. But there will be cost as well here in the United States. I said I would level with the American people from the beginning. And when I first spoke to this, I said defending freedom is going to cost. It's going to cost us as well in the United States. Republicans and Democrats understand alike understand that. Republicans and Democrats alike have been clear that we must do this. Over the last week, I've spoken with President Zelensky several times to hear from him about the situation on the ground and to consult and continue to consult with uh, our European allies and about U.S. support for Ukraine and Ukrainian people. Thus far, we've provided more than $1 billion in security assistance to Ukraine. Shipments of defensive weapons are arriving in Ukraine every day from the United States, and we, the United States, are the ones coordinating the delivery of our allies and partners of similar uh, weapons, from Germany to Finland to the Netherlands. We're, we're, we're working that out. We're also providing humanitarian support for the Ukrainian people, both those still in Ukraine and those who have fled safely to a neighboring country. We're working with humanitarian organizations to surge tens of thousands of tons of food, water, and medical supplies into Ukraine, and with more on the way. Over the weekend, I sent Secretary Blinken to visit uh, our border between the border between Poland and Ukraine and to Moldova to see what the situation was firsthand and report back. General Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff of our Defense Department, is also what was also in Europe, meeting with his counterparts and allies on NATO's eastern flank to reassure them, those countries bordering Russia, NATO countries, that we will keep our NATO commitment, the sacred commitment of Article, of Article 5. The Vice President Harris is going to be traveling to meet with the, our allies in Poland and Romania later this week as well. I've made it clear that the United States will share in the responsibility of caring for the refugees so the costs do not fall entirely on the European countries bordering Ukraine. And yesterday, I spoke with my counterparts in France, Germany, and the United Kingdom about Russia's escalating violence against Ukraine and the steps that we're going to take together with our allies and partners around the world to respond to this aggression. We are enforcing the most significant package of economic sanctions in history, and it's causing significant damage to Russia's economy. It has caused Russian economy to, fight, frankly, crater. 
The Russian ruble is now down to 50 percent, by 50 percent since Putin's announced his war. One ruble is now worth less than one American penny. One ruble is less than one American penny. And preventing Russia's central bank from propping up the ruble and to keep its value up. They're not going to be able to do that now. We cut the Russians' largest banks from the international financial system and has crippled their ability to do business with the rest of the world. In addition, we're choking off Russia's access to technology, like semiconductors that are and, uh, and sap its, uh, its economic strength and weaken its military for years to come. Major companies are pulling out of Russia entirely without even being asked, not by us. Over the weekend, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, they all suspended their services in Russia, all of them, joining a growing list of American and global companies from Ford to Nike to Apple. They've suspended their operations in Russia. The U.S. stock exchange has halted trading of many Russian securities. And the private sector is united against Russia's vicious war of choice. The U.S. Department of Justice has assembled a dedicated task force to go after Russian, the crimes of Russian oligarchs. And we're joining with our European allies to find and seize their yachts, their luxury apartments, their private jets, and all their ill-begotten gains to make sure that they share in the pain of Putin's war. And that was your morning news. Find all these stories and more on KHON2.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Then tune in right back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. for everything you need to know with KHON to go.